0: There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennethhead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
1: The Go Radio football show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. go.
2: Your favourite football show continues through the summer. We've had the vote of confidence. I believe there's another vote down south later on tonight. We're two nights away from Scotland getting back down to business on the back of that big disappointment last week at home to Ukraine. And, of course, it's Wales who are heading to the World Cup now for the first time in 64 years. But as for Scotland... It's Armenia at Hamden uh, in two nights' time. 7.45 kickoff. It is on Wednesday night. Uh, three games in a week because it is Ireland and Dublin on Saturday. That's a five o'clock start and it's five o'clock as well for Armenia away from home and that is next Tuesday. No uh, Ryan Jack, no Linda Dykes, but Nathan Patterson is fit. Uh, and ready, and we're going to hear from him in the course of the show. Stephen Naismith was on duty at the media conference today, as well. It's Rob McLean and it's Mark Guidi. Uh, you were overseas, Mark, for the uh, Scotland Ukraine game, so um, I'm not sure you saw too much of it. Uh, but you're feeling the disappointment mm. like everybody else. Yeah, I think we
3: were all uh, deflated, uh, Rob. It was a sore one, you know. We, you know, I think quite rightly everybody were into it with. You know, a, a high expectation uh, level. That was without uh, underestimating um, Ukraine, but there was just a feeling with it being at Hamden, best part of 50,000 in the Tartan Army there that, that Scotland would get the right result. But it just didn't happen for them. It was a, a tough 90 minutes. They never really get going, and um you know, actually it, the the score could have been a lot uh, a lot slower.
2: Yeah. sure could, Uh, a hat-trick of saves from Craig Gordon before Ukraine did score Um, and then of course we were either watching or listening maybe a lot of us were outside maybe just uh, tuning in to the the Wales game uh, last night at five in Cardiff wishing we were there Uh, but it was uh, the Welsh who got through uh, their last World Cup was 1958 so it's absolutely massive um, for them but you do find yourself thinking well uh, had Scotland beaten Ukraine would we have beaten Wales uh, what do you think
3: well I, I thought um, the toughest game was going to my view was I wasn't overly confident that we were going to beat Ukraine but I felt if we did I'd have gone into the Wales game with more confidence than I would have had against Ukraine if that makes sense mm, um, yeah. but we we uh, also, we didn't uh, beat them. Credit to Ukraine; they thoroughly deserved it. Rob we can't forget that. You know, they did deserve to mm-hmm. win uh, last Wednesday. And then credit to uh, to, to Wales. I noticed um, their manager Rob Page uh, uh, paying tribute to to Gary Speed for what he started to create 12 or 13 years ago. You know, a culture um, there that's carried them on uh, right through to what they've managed to achieve. So you look at them, um, you know, getting to the last four of the Euros six years ago um, under Chris Coleman. You know, they've, they've carried it on. And, um, you know, with a couple of Gareth Bale in your side, you know, you look what he achieves for that team um, as an individual. And I know to win any game of football, it's got to take a team uh, to do it. But when you have somebody as exceptional and properly exceptional, yeah, like Gareth Bale, you're always going to have a chance of, of beating anybody. So so credit to, to Wales, uh, as you say, 1958. Hell of a long time to wait. Doesn't make our 24 years seem as bad. <laughs> um, True. But it's just a case of now we have to pick ourselves up for Wednesday night, Rob, mm. and then uh, make sure we got, get this Nation League uh, campaign off to a good start. Because remember, this does create a pathway to Euro 2024 in Germany. Yeah, and um, it's a pathway we've used before,
2: of course, which was a point that was being made today at the media conference uh, with Scotland by Stephen Naismith, one of the the coaching team uh, speaks really well. Um, he's on the coaching staff at Hearts as well. Uh, he's on duty with Scotland over this period uh, and trying to deal with that big disappointment from last week.
4: When you see the result, there's the disappointments there, but we we trained, so it wasn't as if they were sitting around watching the game. Um, but when the draw originally was made, we're all sitting here going, decent enough draw, we can get through these two games. And again, that's where... It, Going into the Ukraine game, the fans felt it, the staff felt it, the players, if they feel this confidence, which comes from three years of good work. Um, and that is that that there's no getting away from that's where the disappointment comes from. But we've got to use this now. We've done well through Nations League, got to a tournament, we've had the setback now, and there's not been that many setbacks for them since the managers come in. So now we've got to push on again. If you want to be that team that's consistently champing on the door to get to major tournaments and giving yourself a right chance. You've got to understand it, take it on board and, and go again.
2: It was interesting, actually, to think on the back of next Wednesday night, Mark, just how it was going to be, what it was going to feel like in the Scotland camp. It must have felt like an eternity from there to this game, which is now two nights away. A lot of time to, to look back and think, well, you can't afford to do that, of course, but but initially you you naturally are hurting about what's happened before uh, you get that out of your system and then kick yeah. on to, to to what's happening against Armenia.
3: Yeah, obviously they couldn't have scheduled a game for the weekend because we're hoping to be playing uh, Wales, but ideally, you know, after Wednesday night's defeat, they would, they would have been getting into a game either Saturday or Sunday there, um, Rob, and it's just... I know they've got got to cram the games in um, but the scheduling you know for Scotland still to be playing um, on June the 14th um, it's a long long time Uh, and that's why I'll I'll be interested to see Steve Clark's team selection on on Wednesday night Uh, I think he'll make it at least in terms of the start When you see the result
4: there's the disappointments Uh, there but we we trained so it wasn't as if they were sitting around watching the game apologies
3: I was a, a <laughs> recap for the hard of hearing That's, uh, that was, was Stephen Aisworth interrupting yeah. me but he says uh, so I would uh, in terms of the 10 outfield positions I wouldn't be surprised with at least 4 changes just to freshen up you know, a couple of boys are really taking it tough mentally uh, as well I would imagine so um, yeah some fresh legs in there a couple of fresh ideas and um, you know some guys will just be um, I'm not saying they'll want to be in the bench but one or two might be happy just to, to get a rest because mm. it's been a long long season um, for some of them, and they've still got what another nine days to go, eight yeah. days to go before they're actually allowed to go and uh, get a holiday.
0: Yeah,
2: um, this guy is uh, ready
5: to rock by the sound of it. Everton's Nathan Pathos. Getting um, Obviously, I've trained um, since we've came in the door. Uh, just working on my fitness, the sports science as well. Getting getting some uh, extra stuff to make sure I'm ready for the games. But I think that's me ready now.
2: Well, that's good to hear, isn't it? Um, because um, I don't think there's much that he would have started against Ukraine had he been ready uh, he wasn't Aaron Hickey played that position um, would he be one of the ones Mark that you would put straight in the team if, if he is ready to go Nathan Patterson
3: uh, it would really need to be that's one And all things with equal, yes he would go right in the team but he's, he's not kicked a ball uh, in a long time so it's really one we want to assess does he have 60 minutes to, to, to go and start the game at least or does he have, does he have a full 90 but just purely on talent yes I would have him in the team um, but that's one way I'm sure that Steve Clark will consult the uh, the sports science and all the different people behind the scenes to make sure uh, they get it right. because this isn't a friendly we're playing Rob this mm. is an important game and um, Armenia beat Republic of Ireland so they've got off to a good start so you know I think from the next uh, three games in a week you know we've got to be looking to, to be taking seven points out of nine
2: yeah, they're 92nd in the world. Um the game before they lost 9-0 in Norway. Mm. Um they've had some pretty shocking results, but that that was a bit of an eye opener, uh, you know. And and I think the Republic were coming off an eight-game unbeaten run yeah. as well. Um yeah. so so that that if we need a warning and we shouldn't really need a warning, uh, that's probably it. And and having got that win, they'll come to Hamden looking for a point. You would imagine they'd be delighted with a point oh, Wednesday.
3: Yeah, yeah, they'd be thrilled if they could pick up a point before Scotland. You've got to go and win the game. That sets things up nicely uh, for uh, for Dublin at the weekend against the Republic of Ireland, which will be uh, a tough game as well. But there's there's, you know, there's no reason uh, why Scotland shouldn't be getting seven points. No reason really, Rob, why they shouldn't be getting nine. You know, no. they're actually taking a, a, a clean sweep. I know it's a tough ask to go and win uh, three games in a row, particularly when two of them are away from home. Um, but that's what we should be looking to do. We have got the talent. Yeah, uh, Wednesday night was, was awful. It was a real setback. But let's not forget some of the big performances and big results that we've had in the past eighteen months um under Steve Cutter. And that's why um get this nation nations league campaign off to a good start and, and get the points in the bag to you know, to help us get towards Euro twenty twenty four
2: as you said um it's going to be it's looking at the squad in terms of physical fitness and sharpness and and that's that type of readiness for the game but it's also as you said there it's about what's happening inside some of these players heads you know yeah. are are you going to bounce back do you really want to get back in there as quickly as possible and sort things out for Scotland or are you a bit battered and bruised mm-hmm. and maybe the best thing for you is to sit this one out
3: yeah yeah and that's that's where, they'll, they'll, you know, he will assess everything, um, not just about uh, fitness uh, in terms of your physical fitness. So, yeah, everything will be taken into account. Um, might be an idea just to freshen up the, the engine room of the team, you know, just something different um, in there. Because, you know, when you look at guys like, for example, Callum McGregor, you know, the amount of games that he's played, the amount of football that he's played. Um, or Steve Clark might say, no, I'm... I'm I'm not saying he would start without what he would believe to be a strong 11 but thinking well he might just say to the guys look go again let's make sure we win here on Wednesday night let's not have any setbacks let's not you know put the the, the run that we've had uh, in jeopardy so but when you look through the squad Rob well, there's you know we've got 16 or 17 you know right right good players and um, so uh, we should be able to get a you know a really strong 11 out of that to go and beat Armenia on Wednesday night
2: Yeah. Um, and uh, as you were saying, when you look at that squad, I was—that's exactly what I was doing. I was just digging up the squad and, and just reminding ourselves of before we pick our team, which we're going gonna to do between now and six. Um, the goalkeepers, Craig Gordon, obviously. Well, I, you know, will would you change the goalkeeper? No, I don't think you would. Would you? Um, because this is this is a, a game Scotland have to win. The other goalkeepers: Andrew Clark, Liam Kelly, David Marshall. Uh, Liam Cooper is one of the defenders. He started, of course. um uh, and maybe looking back, you you did think about Scott McKenna in that position. Uh, Grant Hanley started. Jack Hendry came on the bench, came off the bench. Aaron Hickey started. Scott McKenna uh, is one who might come into the thinking for Wednesday night. Stephen O'Donnell didn't feature. Nathan Patterson we've heard from there, and he's ready. Tony Ralston uh, wasn't used. Andy Robertson looked absolutely wiped out um, the other night. Um, at the end of it all. Sometimes it seems like he tries too hard uh, and he was gone by by the end of the game but he'll want to be back to lead Scotland out no doubt. John Souter in the squad didn't feature the other night. He will be one you would imagine is in Stevie Clark's thinking. Uh, Greg Taylor Stuart Armstrong Lewis Ferguson I think has got a knock or a slight injury but probably won't start anyway Uh, Billy Gilmore, Ryan Jack is out of the squad now. John McGinn Callum McGregor, who kept up his standards while others were, were, were dropping theirs, I guess. Scott McTominay, culpable at the second goal. Um, again, the, the defensive question marks are out for him. <coughs> David Turnbull didn't feature. Che Adams did. Uh, Jacob Brown didn't get involved. Ryan Christie made a big difference when he came off the bench at halftime. Lyndon Dykes is out of the squad now. And Ross Stewart of Sunderland. Um, I wonder whether his freshness and, and his goal-scoring habits might see him involved on Wednesday.
3: Yeah, he's 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 a you know he's a good option, he's a different option. Um you know when you, when you mentioned names there, like like John Suter and Scott McKenna, I think they'd have to him, you know be serious under consideration for for starting places um in the back three. That's if indeed we stick with a back three. Um for the game, uh, David Turnbull, like something tough for Jacob Brown, something tough I think Ryan Christie's a set to start, mm-hmm. a set to start, rather, as you see after his contribution. Uh, when he came off the bench Um, so yeah there's there's different options there um, Robin bearing in mind too we've got three games in in six days so you know you've just mentioned 19-20 names here in terms of outfield players and I'm sure every one of them uh, will get a turn at some stage Uh,
2: I wonder um, whether what you think about uh, Scott McTominay and, and whether... I mean, Stevie Clark won't have anyone else telling him what to do, that's for sure. We're not that we're even trying to tell him what to do. Um, and he's been very solid in in his thinking that that was the best place for Scott McTominay to be in most games in his team was the right side of a back three, which is great when he's stepping into the midfield and starting things off and, he, and he's well-equipped to do that. He's a top player, of course he is. Um, but... Defensively, uh, at times he just doesn't have the instinct. You know because he doesn't <clears throat> play there every
3: week. Yeah, it's it's something that that maybe needs to be looked at. I always liked Scott McTominay in the back three. I'm, I'm you know I'm thinking is he the is he the best one that we've got in the squad for that position? I'd argue that he is. But then I've I really been really impressed with the look of John Suter, mm-hmm. um as well. So that's a an option or. Does does the the manager think about going to a back four, and therefore you're only trying to find two central defenders just a partnership because we have got plenty of natural full backs um, Rob. I mean, yeah. the, the the you know the two wing backs are uh, are great, but like you're saying, there is it asking too much. Uh, Andy Robertson in that in that role and the second you know who knows, but we've, we've got options to 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 change the personnel and to change uh, the formation. But Scott McTominay, you're talking about, you know what you you should always try and do if possible is play play players in their best positions and Scott McTominay's position best position is in central midfield but you could argue that he's also Scotland's best right centre back Mm -hmm. and I know that he switched off at the goal you're absolutely right but these things happen Um, and does that mean that he should be excluded from being a right sided central defender no it shouldn't but I also think that John Suter deserves a chance in there
2: It was uh, McTominay, Hanley and uh, Cooper uh, the back three. Uh, and as you said, uh, when Scotland did go to, to a four, uh, d- they didn't immediately go to a four when Ryan Christie came on at halftime, but they did maybe after about 10 minutes. They switched with the, uh, with Hickey and, and Robertson as, as full backs. Um, and Scotland did look more comfortable because mm. the system just wasn't working and Ukraine were just getting... Uh, too much room, too much time. The likes of Zinchenko was 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 running the show. It was just a, a night where it all went horribly wrong. And when when John McGinn is missing a, a point blank header from yeah. about four yards out, you, you know that it's not Scotland's night.
3: Yeah, and you know John McGinn's another one who's played you know a hell of an amount of games this season for club and uh, country. But he's a potential match winner um, for you. So you know. I, I'd be surprised if he didn't start the game on on Wednesday night. But then again, we've got good options. You know, Stuart Armstrong. You know, never lets you down. D- David Turnbull. I mentioned Ryan Christie. Um, so yeah, there, there, there's there's different play, uh there's different players to call um, upon. And um, he just was lit on on Wednesday night that John McGinn had scored with that one because mm. um, it, totally, it was half an
2: hour ago at that yeah, stage. Yeah, it could yeah. Be totally
3: different. Um, you know you'd have had uh, Ukraine um, on the ropes but it wasn't to be you know we had a good run at it we had some brilliant results um, on the way we're falling at the second last uh, hurdle but there's nothing we can do about it now Rob and it's just important that as a nation and even the, the Scotland fans who turn up at Hamden on Wednesday night go there and, and try and be spirited as possible you know try and cheer the, the, the players on I know they're going to be naturally deflated uh, we accept that there won't be a there won't be a brilliant atmosphere on, on Wednesday night, but the atmosphere that is there has to be uh, positive and and spur the guys um, on to a victory.
2: Yeah, it has to be that uh, that here we go again, uh, feeling at Hamden uh, this Wednesday night, uh, bouncing back from that disappointment and kicking on, and it's the the first rung on the ladder, if you like, which can uh, lead to good things. We know that before from the Nations League, and it all starts at 7:45 at Hamden Wednesday night, Scotland against Armenia.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go,
2: go, 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 go! Cheers, Chris. Another traffic and travel update in about 20 minutes. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Rob McLean, Mark Guidi in the studio. And if you want to join the conversation, 0808 17 17 700. Or if you want to message us on the socials at go Football Show. Um, Andy Robertson the Scotland captain has been uh, saying uh, that the team and the squad have had long enough uh, to move on from the disappointment of the World Cup playoff semi-final defeat to Ukraine and it's all about now getting on the positive and I think we've been stressing that in the first 20 minutes of the show as we prepare to face Armenia in the Nations League and that is just 48 hours away uh, in terms of a couple of the players uh, one in the squad one not Uh, John McGinn uh, according to reports circulating is among uh, the transfer targets for Tottenham Hotspur uh, in the summer and the other player that's grabbing a few headlines not involved for Scotland at the moment and how much do we miss him Um, Arsenal defender Kieran Tierney uh, could return from knee surgery early next month that seems to be the information coming out of Arsenal at the moment. So he's going to be back soon, uh, but maybe not soon enough for our purposes. Because sometimes, I mean, we know how good Kieran Tierney is anyway. But I think these things can be underlined when they're not around, yeah. and suddenly you see not just not just what he does himself, but the impact he has on players round about him yeah, as well. Yeah,
3: the, the word that I was going to use is he's inspirational, mm. um, Kieran Tierney. And I think too that you know, I think you made a good point when you were someone up in the squad Rob and sometimes with Andy Robertson he maybe try too hard mm. he maybe just feels you know too big a weight on his shoulders and there's nothing wrong with that but I think having Tierney beside him is a big help A on the pitch and B off the pitch as well because Tierney helps to, to rouse the players round about him um, so yeah it was a, a huge miss because you think of some of his performances um in the games that, that got us to that semi-final uh, playoff stage, you know, it was brilliant when one was one of the nights he cleared the ball off the line, the mind of mm. getting back, um, you know, uh, you know, just to help preserve that that clean sheet at different moments, you know, attacking as well, you know, something and I think because of him playing like that that could have left uh central defensive role for Arsenal sometimes and the fact that Andy Robertson's our more natural left-sided uh left back, but when Tierney gets up the pitch the quality of his, de- of, of his deliveries are, are absolutely brilliant, and you forget about just how good being I mean, the pinpoint. I mean, yeah. We know that Andy Roberts, we see him doing it every week for Liverpool, but Tierney's is every bit as good, if not better, um, as well. So yeah, when you when you lose a player like that, um, then it was a it was a big blow, and um, it certainly didn't help our case on Wednesday night.
2: No, you 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 recalled that that uh, clearance off the line, which was absolutely incredible uh, recently. Uh, and then what immediately comes flashing back to me was the was the cutback uh, in Austria. I think oh, it was John where, when he when he got to the byline yeah. and John McGinn slammed it in yeah. from from the cutback. So so that's Kieran Tierney doing what he does at yeah. opposite ends of the pitch.
3: Yeah, no, he, he's brilliant, and it's no surprise that he's been linked with you know two or three of the biggest clubs um, in Europe. I'd be very surprised if Arsenal um, uh, sold him, but um, you know we know that money talks and um you know if you've got the chance to sign for a, a Barcelona or Real Madrid you know clubs of that level um you know that that's that's proper head turning you know, that's when you say oh here wait a minute um so yeah it's not surprising at all because you can clearly he's, he's he's a world class player Tierney.
2: 25 million or thereabouts uh, was the fee uh, and that's going to be considerably higher when he moves on next but uh, that was the that was the fee that arsenal paid when he moved from celtic uh, and that's the fee that uh, Alec McLeish, I think, has been talking about uh, today. The former Rangers and Scotland manager, uh, when he's been talking about the potential potential for Calvin Bassey of Rangers uh, to be moving on, and uh, if, if interest does uh, escalate, and there's every chance because Serie A clubs are now being quoted with with interest in the Rangers uh, defender, uh, who knows what could happen to that figure?
3: Yeah, I mean. If- Rangers won't want to lose Calvin Bassey, but you know, as I said, he is their he is their biggest asset um, in terms of market value. So it might be one that they're, they're unable to resist, but they need hard bids on the table. Rob, first of all, to consider. I mean, he's been linked with with a number of clubs, and that's not surprising. But it's then going to the next stage, and that's tabling um, offers, and then Rangers have a have a decision to make. There's no doubt that the, I don't know who his agents are, but you know, if he's with one of the big companies, they'll be circulating. Some of the top clubs um, in the UK and uh, abroad uh, to see what kind of interest um, there is, and um, you want to see him stay at Rangers, of course you do. But I think it might be difficult to to hold on to him. Um, but Rangers are in the driving seat. You know they've got the opportunity to go and sit down with the boy and and you know extend his contract and and give him an extra wage and just say, listen, stay for a year. Stay, yeah. stay and help us. Um get another fifty games under your belt and then go, you uh-huh. know, and, and agree a fixed price or you know, put a, a clause in the contract at a certain figure that both clubs or sorry, both parties um are happy with. Uh but yeah, it'll certainly be in and Robin, I'm sure there will be bids. It's whether Rangers whether they're high enough for Rangers to accept on them.
2: Yeah, with Barry Ferguson in here saying that he would have taken him straight down the tunnel and into the dressing room after the Cup right. final and says sign here, you know, sign sign here on better terms, a, a new contract, and 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 to get away from what is happening at the moment, and he's being linked with clubs all over the shop, and not surprisingly, because of the strides of improvement he's made and the quality defender, he's become be it. Uh, in a central and a back four, left of a three, uh, left back, left wing back. He, he, he looks pretty adaptable, he's got power, he's got pace. And I think just as you were uh, departing uh, briefly for a few days last week, uh, Conor Goldson was uh, maybe surprising some people uh, by signing a new deal uh, rather than wishing to to move on. And we were, we, we were talking on the show towards the, the end of last week about the prospect maybe of a Rangers back three, uh, for next season with uh with Sutter, Goldson and Bassey, potentially. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know they they could certainly Giovanni Van Bronckhorst could go that way if he wanted to.
3: Yeah, if he wants to he's got the option and um uh and that certainly that's a strong strong um lineup. But most of the time he prefers a, a back four, but he might have a he might have a new plan um up his sleeve. Um the thing for that would be to to find a a left wing back is Barris it's the answer I, I don't really think so no. um, not for 40-50 games a season Tavernier's absolutely fine uh, for that uh, roll up and down the right but um, persuading Conor Goldson to, to to stay was a big big move a good statement by the club I think we probably all thought that he was going to go um, but they've clearly um, come up with the goods financially and got him to sign so when you look at that you've got Leon King coming through they've let Balligan go Catech has come back from his loan spell so they're well off at the moment. They might have won too many. So maybe they'll try and, if they can, uh, move Katic on or they maybe need to hold off and see uh, what actually develops with uh, with Bassi. But what you don't want to do if you're Giovanni van Bronckhorst is get into the last couple of days of the window, Rob. August 30th, August 31st and you lose Bassey because that can, you know, scupper your plans for the next four months.
2: Yeah. And certainly on the other side of the city, Ange has been making a reputation for himself in terms of getting deals done even before the windows opened uh, in, in some instances um, and a couple of the Celtic players were involved earlier on today uh, Japan against Brazil Brazil won 1-0 Neymar got the penalty that was the only goal of the game uh, Daizen Meda and Kyogo I think swapped places uh, in the yeah. course of that game and, and you, you were talking earlier about England losing in Hungary uh, some, some strange results, and, and you do get them at this stage of the season yeah. because you do get players, uh, and we're talking about them here playing all
3: over the world uh, being wiped out. Yeah, I mean, we've got to get games in. International football is important, of course it is, but um, sometimes I just think it goes on too long, mm-hmm. um, Rob. When you watch it, even as a, as a TV viewer, you're like, I've had enough of live football, you know, <laughs> just let's all have a four or five week um, switch off. But um, I don't know when players get their rest when they get their, their holidays um it's a long long season for them uh and particularly for for nations that are going to be at the world cup with it starting in mid november and through to mid uh, december um so yeah it's you know when you look at them still playing and most of them will still be playing tuesday wednesday uh of next week then we've got a couple of weeks off and before you know it, you're you're back into pre-season and the pre-season friendlies have started again or in in our country it will be the Premier League Cup mm-hmm. that starts on July um, the 9th albeit uh, our teams that are involved in Europe are not involved in that competition but um, it is a 12 month calendar now uh, for football uh, it is and um, uh, you know players just have to make most of the of the downtime when they get it but for me they don't get it often enough
2: I guess the, the, there's a big difference isn't there this summer for the Celtic and Rangers players Celtic have got that security of Champions League and they also have more preparation time for the yeah. season without the uh, these qualifiers which can be a, a pain in the backside Rangers yeah. have got two rounds to get through so so their whole time scale is, is different for, for their players coming off international duty and then sailing straight back into European qualifiers and the gap as you say in between ain't that great
3: yeah yeah um... So, but the, the, the planning it certainly uh, takes away a lot of stress um, if you're not involved in the Champions League qualifiers um, it also gives Celtic certainty about what they're allowed to do over the next few weeks in the market for Rangers they don't have that certainty until they know that they're, they're either through which could be August 28th 29th 30th before they know um, or if they get knocked out early then they know they haven't got that 35 million for or whatever the exact figure um, is going to be so that's a it's great to, to have a bite at it to get into the Champions League but but it's a it's a long road um, to get there and if you are the board at Rangers would, would, do you speculate to get there do you do you give the manager that couple of quid for the players that he needs or do you say no we kind of need to go with what we've got mm. but if we get to the Champions League you know you'll get a few quid for the last couple of days um, of the window it depends what the mentality is and what way you want to approach it but for Celtic it's like a a perfect summer, Rob, or it should be, mm-hmm. because you can get players in when you're sitting down with a player and an agent. You are offering them guaranteed Champions League football. Um, you know exactly what you, you know, what your wages are, be what your budgets are going to be. So, I think it gives Celtic a kind of a head start, you know, domestically as well, or it should do, mm-hmm. um, and uh, for, for Europe too, because I think Celtic qualified only twice in the last seven years. So, you know, five times they failed to get through. Uh, the qualifiers so having that guaranteed is is brilliant for Ange uh, Postecoglou and for Scottish football knowing that we've got at least yeah. uh, at least one but hopefully going to be two teams in the Champions League. It's that big prize
2: that we spoke pretty much all of last season about. Uh it was at the end of the rainbow but the, the big prize for whoever won the title that was Celtic uh, Rangers could have had all that and more as well, had they won the, the Europa League final, um, so close to doing so. And because they haven't won it, they miss out on a lot, uh, uh, including that uh, certainty about dates and and just that little bit of uh, preparation and rest time and preparation time through through the summer that, that Celtic are going to have.
3: Yeah, I mean, Celtic's first competitive game will be in the league in either July 30th or 31st, the fixtures are out a week on Friday, June the 17th, is when the fixtures are are released. Um, So Celtic can, you know, I'm not saying that they they can fully relax, but you know what I mean, it's just, Mm. you you think back to the, to the pressure and the pressure that Rangers are going to feel, you know, for board members, supporters, uh, players, just trying to get into the the Champions League, trying to get that Holy Grail. Um, But one thing about, about Rangers that they've got in their, or they should have in their favour, that, They've had good results in Europe um, and they should have a good chance of getting through the qualifiers. Now, last season uh, was a shocker the way they get put out to Malmo. I mean, Mm. they should have been taking care of Malmo, especially when Malmo are down to to 10 men. So that was an absolute shocker uh, for Rangers missing out in the Champions League last summer. Uh, Giovanni van Bronckhurst, um, that was under Steven Gerrard, so Giovanni van Bronckhurst will, will want to put his stamp on it. They can tap into the great experiences of, of beating Dortmund and beating Braga, coming ever so close to beating Eintracht Frankfurt and actually winning the tournament. So there's a lot of positivity to draw on there. Um, and you need that bit of luck as well, um, Rob. You just need that bit of luck when you're playing too intense if you get through the first one and the next um, qualifier again. Particularly, it comes down to mentality, that, that bit of bottle as well, a bit of bravery uh, to go and go over that final hurdle and, and secure your place in it. And secure the money, and if Rangers can do that, um, you know it it will certainly help them with their squad uh, in terms of challenging uh, Celtic to uh, for the title um, this season. But I think Celtic will go into it feeling really good about themselves, just being able to focus week to week on uh, on the start to the league without having the the stress of the qualifiers, which which Rangers are going to have.
2: News on uh, Jota. It's uh, well, there's almost a weekly update in terms of what we're hearing uh, going on in the background uh, with Jota, with Cameron Carter Vickers as well, who we know is going to be leaving Tottenham. Uh, we don't know for sure if he's going to be going back to Celtic and turning that loan deal into a permanent one. Uh, Benfica winger uh, Jota is said to be in the final stages of uh, the agreement. Um, and I guess these deals, uh, what's happened over the years is that these deals have become more and more detailed in terms of what goes into them. Um, and a lot of it is to do with kind of the what happens next yeah. factor, not just the, the immediate deal that's getting done.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what they say about managers' contracts now. It's not about actually what, what you get when you walk in the door, it's what you get when you get put out the door. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the exit um, mm. is more, is just important as, as, as the entry. Um, so yeah, for, for Jota, there'll be, you know, Gone in the days, Rob, when an agent of the player sat down with a manager or or a chief exec and said, yeah, I'll I'll have 20 grand uh, a week and a 500 grand signing on fee. There's so much more detail now. Um, You know, you're looking two, three, four years uh, down the line at at different things and appearances and and all the rest. So, yeah, they're never straightforward. Um, You know, probably it's an easier part actually agreeing with the with the clubs and then it's then getting right down into the small detail uh, if you get the opportunity to sit down with the player if, you, if you've if you agreed a free with the club but um, it looks as though um, Celtic are in a good position to get the tournament I mean the fees are not a problem it's just whether actually the players want to come and, and, and play for Celtic or if they've maybe get more uh, attractive leagues um, trying to get them um, to go and join there but I would think that Jota and Carter Vickers will i will stay on. Talking football, Monday to Friday, 5 till 6 at the moment. We'll be back to
2: our full two hours uh, by the time the new season, the league season, is getting underway.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland.
2: Let's go! go, go, go. Scotland against Armenia, two nights away at Hamdan. Last Wednesday night, of course, was... um, Um, I can't use the word I'm actually thinking at the moment. Uh, Scotland uh, losing 3-1 to Ukraine. Our World Cup dream over. It's Wales who are heading uh, to Qatar in November, having uh, beaten Ukraine, um, who probably piled so much in against Scotland that uh, they were eventually... Uh, they ran out of gas uh, against Wales. But Wales were in about them, uh, and the Welsh deserving all they get, keeping up their pretty good recent record in... Um, of getting to and uh, doing pretty well in some of the major tournaments as well. Scotland have to uh, just get rid of that uh, sinking feeling uh, from last week and get in about Armenia on Wednesday night. Stephen Naismith uh, was up at the media conference today.
4: Uh, yeah, it was difficult. More so just after the game in the fall coming days straight after. It was a big disappointment. That, uh, that is what it is for fans, staff, players, everybody. But nobody will have been hurting more than the players. I think uh, the expectation they put in themselves is big. To not hit the heights of what we can do and where we've been is the biggest thing that they're feeling, that they had been feeling. So with having the time between the games, there was a bit of downtime. Let the boys go and shake that off whatever way they like doing to, to get back focused for for what is a new campaign. We've probably seen the results of that in the last couple of training sessions. It's been much better than where it was after the game against Ukraine. Hopefully
2: the players weren't uh, too down after that uh, defeat against Ukraine. You can imagine, though, how they were feeling such a big opportunity to get to the World Cup. This is Nathan Patterson.
5: No, because we've got uh, a huge, huge uh, team, lots of depth in the team, uh, great great quality as well. So whoever's called upon, you're you expected to go in and do a job. I think we just underperformed as a whole on a team. Uh, on Wednesday night and it just showed in the pitch I think Ukraine were the better side and they've come out with a win so it was a bit disappointing for the team but um, yeah, we'll bounce back on Wednesday Got to be an accent on the positive in that one
4: Yeah, we've got to look for positive results because that's that's the best way to play this Nations League get the results early, early on put yourself in a good position and then just make sure you, you finish it off that gives you the target to go for at the end of the campaign and last time round we got a good result at the start it, it builds momentum and again that's what that's what we've got to do it's, it, it's important for us that we, we come out these three games on a positive note
2: Really strikes me at the moment that he is going to be a great coach and a manager isn't he in time and maybe not too far down the line Stephen Naismith talks so well
3: Yeah he always has been a good talker Robbie yeah. you know, you think through his career yeah. as, a, as a young uh, lad at Comarnock and then uh, to Rangers and, and, and Everton and, and Norwich and, uh, and back up to Hearts. so yeah, he, he's always spoke uh, very maturely, very well, gives you good insight. And um, there's obviously a trust there from Steve Clark to put him up in the, in the media conference and, and speak um, so well too. So, yeah, he knows, he's, um, he knows his stuff and I'm sure that one day he will become a a, a manager. Um, but what he said there is, right, you've know, got to remember, yeah, we're all down, uh, we're all deflated, but this is the start of a new campaign. This is the first game in order for us to get to Germany in 2024. Um, so you need to treat it importantly. Changes will be made, but it won't be treated like a friendly game. You know, this is proper three points at stake. Let's get the campaign off to a good start. So that when the boys go into training on Thursday morning, they're feeling good about themselves, they're looking forward to Saturday, going to Dublin, mm-hmm. which will be a really tough game, rather than just feeling the way they were uh, last Thursday morning. So it's so important to get off to a good start, and um, I'm, I'm sure they will. But there'll, but there'll be changes um, in the team. Okay, let's chip away then at our
2: team uh, for uh, Wednesday night. Uh, are we assuming it's going to be Craig Gordon and goals, isn't it? Because you can't really muck about with this game. Whether we, if we had qualified for the World Cup, maybe, maybe, and he'd played both those games, maybe yeah, there yeah. would be a case, a case for somebody else. But I don't think so under these circumstances. Eh? No, I think
3: you go with your, you go with your, your number one, and uh, and you stick with them. So yeah, I would imagine it's Craig Gordon. Back three. If we're if we're if we're thinking
2: it's going to be a three, who would be your three and why?
3: Um, I would freshen it up and uh, and go with uh, Suter on the right, Hartley in the middle, and McKenna on the yeah, left. Yeah, that, that's exactly the three
2: I was thinking yeah. about as well. In a way, I mean, we're all, we're all wise after the event, and I'm sure Stevie Clark looks back and thinks that he wouldn't have started with a front two because it just didn't work out last time and it left us really short in the middle um and I'm sure he wouldn't he wouldn't do same again and yet you know you do think that the number of times that he hasn't played a two and everyone's like why is Stevie Clark not playing a two mm. um but I, I, I um, I'm not you know well Linda Knights is out now so and I'm sure it, it will be it will be Che Adams with maybe uh, Ross Stewart to appear later on but yeah the, so the back three Suter, um who just doesn't look as if he's going to let Scotland down. Grant Hanley, who wasn't at his best the other night, but he is a kind of main. He feels like the mainstay in that back three, and then McKenna, uh, who's obviously flying because he's been promoted with Forrest.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the three of them. I've, I've got a good look about them. You know, they're solid. They're, they're all very, very um, experienced uh, players. So I've not a problem with with the three of them playing. Um, and I would. I would I, don't, I always kind of think with with, with Patterson getting put up, it, says, oh, it sounds like Patterson's going to start the game, mm-hmm. and, and maybe he will. But um, I think Andy Robertson will definitely start. It's just what Andy Robertson does, mm-hmm. and I, and I don't think he'd want to be seen, um, you know, not starting the game on Wednesday. Night. He is a captain. He's a leader of the team, so I'm sure that Andy Robertson been there. But there might be a chain of thought from from Steve Clark to to stick with Hickey because he started him and, and mm-hmm. give him another run mm-hmm. um, at Hamden. But again, there's. There's uh, there's good options um, there's good options there, but with Patterson um, getting up there and doing the media stuff, uh, maybe it's Patterson and uh, Robertson as the two wing backs.
2: And as we said earlier in the show, as well, there is an aspect this week of actually looking players in the eye and 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 seeing you know making a judgment. Is he ready? Is he right for this? Mm-hmm. You know, Can he come back from the physical, mental, emotional beating that he took against Ukraine?
3: Yeah, and there's also an argument for... I know that it's the, old cliche, the next game is the most important one and that certainly applies here, but I'd imagine that Saturday will be a tougher game. So, you know, it's, it's maybe a case of... You, you can afford to take, if you want to use the word, gamble in one or two players that you wouldn't normally start with, but we'll still get quality... Mm-hmm. But maybe you're thinking I'm going to keep the likes of McGinn and McGregor to start on Saturday um, in Dublin. I'm going to really need them to be right on it. If it's not quite going to plan on Wednesday night, with twenty minutes to go, you, you can call on a couple of big guns off the bench if you need to get the game over the line, um, Rob. So uh, I think we might see in terms of your kind of headline changes. I think you might see that in the in the engine room uh, on Wednesday night. So what what would you think then? What will it? What would it? What will it be? Uh, I mean
2: it,
3: it, it, it's really tough to leave out Callum McGregor I just
2: think
3: you're taking yeah. a big chance aren't you? I if you go without him yeah I know I know you are but he's and I know he's like Andy Robertson and John McGinn they just play big games all the time but I'm thinking that, that we can get away with maybe leaving him out but you know making sure that he's ready and fully focused you're just saying to Callum McGregor I want you for Saturday you be ready and focused uh, for Saturday so I'm thinking maybe McTominay um, in the engine room uh, with with Gilmer right um, which which you know is very
2: possible obviously but just maybe has an unbalanced look about it just because Callum McGregor is left
3: footed yeah uh, I mean I, again, I get a bit more you know these players can can adapt and you're just thinking about freshness um, yeah you know it would be a big call to leave Callum McGregor out of course because he's one of our best players but I, I just think there might be a, a, a team selection with one eye on Saturday because going to Dublin mm. you would imagine is yeah. going to be a lot more difficult than beating Armenia um, at Hamden. so uh, that's just my, my feeling on it I, I just think that the, a bit of freshness in that injury I'm not saying that John McGinn or Callum McGregor have, have been dropped I don't mean it like that at all but just that freshness with one eye on, on Saturday
2: Yeah I must admit that I, I was looking at this game um, in relation to last week, and I and I and I was kind of thinking, who's ready for this and who's not, and how much do you freshen, and how much do you send out the virtually the same eleven again to say, you know, I still have faith in yeah. you. Do it again, sort of thing. But but I think your points a really good one about three games in a week. So you actually have to be managing the squad right yeah. through that week, and and yeah. wondering, you know, when you need your a certain yeah. type of player in a certain type of game.
3: Yeah, and it, and. It, you know, I'm seeing Andy Robertson. I said might. You might see, look, uh, you know, we'll go with Greg Taylor um, on the left hand side um, at left back, and, and again keeping Andy Robertson for for Saturday. You j- just don't know if there's what we bumps and bruises, or just wants to give an extra, a couple of boys, an extra couple of days off. You know, just rest up. We don't know. Rob. it's a difficult one to judge um, because of what happened last Wednesday night, and because it's the start of a campaign, there's three games in six days, but the there will need to be changes made. You can't go with the, the same. You just need to freshen it up. You know, it, it requires to be freshened up for this game on Wednesday night. Nathan
5: Patterson on the mood in the camp. First few days, it was quite tough. Uh, the place was quite um, dull, depressed. But um, now that we've, we've got a grip to it now, training well, and um, we'll hopefully use that as motivation for Wednesday night.
2: Yeah, I think we're into a whole new phase now, to be honest. Uh, there were a couple of dark days last week. Uh, with nothing really immediately on the horizon, uh, because of course it would have been uh, last night in Cardiff had Scotland got through. And suddenly there was uh, quite a lot of uh, training days, uh, preparation days, rest days as well, because I think the players are going a little bit of time off to sort themselves out before they came back. But uh, at this stage, uh, they are going to be uh, ready to rock for uh, for Wednesday night. So, what what are the final pieces in the in the jigsaw? It, it, does it have to? It has to be Che Adams, doesn't it? Uh, as a striker, even
3: if yeah. you wanted to give him a rest. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely go with with Che Adams as, as a number nine, right up top. Um, and then you're looking at, you know, we're looking at three more players. Mm-hmm. Well, two, uh, two more. Two more. Um,
2: so John McGinn, do you go again with with uh, John McGinn, or I'm
3: just wondering? I, I, be, I, be, I, I think Ryan Armstrong. Christie's got to start. Maybe Armstrong Ryan, and yeah, Christie. Yeah, I'd be looking at probably Armstrong and Crispy, possibly Jacob Brown getting a, getting a run um, and starting the game. But I think Ryan Christie will definitely start. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if Stuart Armstrong gets an odd as well.
2: And there is, of course, David Turnbull, who... I'm not sure he he would be in my starting mm-hmm. 11 but it's a great but, option. Yeah. Uh, yeah and and he, and, he, and Celtic use him off the bench uh, yeah. and he, and he can have a
3: an impact. Yeah, absolutely yeah but uh, yeah I would go Armstrong and uh Christie we always played together at the club level as well oh. and then you've got that Armstrong Adams relationship too so that would be yeah. the the 2-2-1. We've sorted I think we've sorted it. Bit, do you know what we've, we've probably left three or four guys out there that, that could start yeah but, easily so it does show that we have got a really good squad but I think that um, there'll be just the team selection there'll just be one eye on, on Saturday because if you look at the three games that we've got on paper I'd imagine the hardest one is Republic Island away uh, from home court I not going to be easy either in the heat um, uh, too next week um, but I just think tomorrow night just a bit of freshness um, just to give guys, because there'll be some guys champing at the bit, you know, really desperate for a game, and to go and make an impact. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if there's at least four, if not five, uh, changes to the the the, the outfield ten uh, for what started against Ukraine.
2: I'm starting to feel optimistic, which is a worry in itself. Mark, thanks a lot for that. Stephen Cregan with me tomorrow night, live at five.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go!
0: There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley We're bringing you everything Toyota Backed by first class service So come and meet the team And view the stunning new Toyota range All available with up to 10 year warranty Including the all new Igo Cross And new Yaris Cross compact SUV See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians and specialist advice from our motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota
3: now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.